right, Tony, it's your, it's your, it's your turn. What the hell? What are you looking at? You can't, what are you looking I'm at, looking fool? At, I'm looking at all the names here. Forget um, about the names. Everybody just start the show. Come on, let's go. No, no, we got to worry about it because we don't want anybody just getting in here. You guys got to make sure you put your name up so that we can see who you are when you're signing in. We just don't want just anybody coming in. We want our, yo our union members, brothers and sisters that belong to locals across the country joining in. So please do that as soon as you can. Fix your names. All right. So we, we don't, it doesn't matter. If they're a teamster, they're a teamster. It doesn't matter. If they want to show their face, they don't want to show their face. It's okay. Uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of people listening right now and a lot of people on Zoom. So thank you and welcome to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Today is one of those big days. Tony, you want to start up or are you busy uh, looking at names? No, we're good. Okay, let's uh, go. I just want to say welcome to the show. As Hector just said, today's February 6th, Sunday. Uh, uh, and as we always go, uh, start off the show by saying, you know, good afternoon, Teamsters from uh, Local 804 and Teamsters, as you can see here, listening across the country. We appreciate all you guys in. We all know we have a big uh, guest coming on our show today. The new uh, elected president himself, uh, Sean O'Brien. He's going to be uh, gracing us with his presence sometime around three o'clock. Um, at the same time, we just had a... Uh, a few meetings uh, preparing for it. We spoke to some of our members discussing how we would handle this. Obviously the volume is gonna be a lot bigger than it is normally because everybody wants to try to get a question in with Sean O'Brien. So when it is time, we just ask everybody to be polite. You got, you have uh, till about three o'clock, he will be coming in on our show. We will be raising our hands. When it's time for questions, I will ask everybody to raise their hand then at the same time, we will get the hands in uh, order. We will try to get to everyone's questions. We have only a limited time, so we probably won't be able to get to everybody. But we do have a couple of pre-written questions that we will ask right from the start. Then we'll start taking questions from everybody else. And um, we appreciate you guys all being here. All right. So, uh, so, so let me explain how it works. Down at the bottom of the Zoom, it says reactions. That's where you would go to raise your hand and the hand order will be he'll go by the hand order uh, that Sean O'Brien will ask. You can ask the question directly to Sean O'Brien. Uh, he is he wants to answer all questions live. He's not a, he's he's not a half a guy. So he wants to answer. He wants to get whatever questions you have. Please have some time because we have other people that want to ask questions. So make sure that you make your uh, question smooth and fast, and hopefully he can answer it and get to the next question. I appreciate that. Also, we would appreciate you if you're not speaking, please mute. I will have the power of muting everyone, but it's just a lot easier since we got so many people coming in here to just mute yourself as you're coming in. And um, again, please raise your hand or I will have to use the power of mute to just keep everybody muted. And it's a problem because that means I mute Hector and Hector also has the, the music and everything playing in the background. So once I mute him, I noticed I muted him when we started and the music went off. I was like, uh Oh, Hector, get back on. No so, one can mute me. I still have the power. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so go ahead. So I don't think you was, could do it. Yo, I, mean, I yo, muted yo, you before. That's I, why I was telling you. To, no, no, no. To but I, I don't think you could do two things at once you can't chew gum and walk at the same time i see oh me i yeah. got it baby i got it okay I'm letting them in as i'm talking okay. they're coming in they're rolling you, in you got the controls you're the man i got the controls i'm muting everybody well not everybody but if you can mute yourself again as i said when you guys come in that'll be great 
Um, if anybody would like to say something now, since we want to get this kind of practice in, let's start practice? raising our hands. Yeah, let's do like a little practice. No, right? I don't want to do no practice. I want to be raw. I'm raw. When no, the no, question no, comes out, about, well, I want well, it to Anthony, be raw. Can, can, you ex can you explain to them how long they're going to have to um, ask their question? Well, we're going to try to get it. We're going to try to have him for at least close to a half hour, anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes. So, you know, that's up to Sean at what time he has to leave. But um, that's about the time frame we're working with. So just so everybody knows. And other news... In other news, you have other news. <laughs> in, uh, in other news, yeah. Like, are you week, are you right? shuck shy? I mean, I, you're not even talking. I, what's wrong with you? You okay today? Is he talking to me? No, I'm talking yeah. to the guy in the red sweater. Is I've been you? talking the whole time. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Like I saying, but I want I want to congratulate. I want to. I want now. You want to talk over me? Okay. Uh, so I, I just want to say thank you to uh, local six three that. A lot of 6-3 local uh, members were signing on to the Union Power Radio page by the week. I mean, tons of people are, are logging in, and this is what we need to do to get the education out there and get the word out there. I mean, there's a new era now here coming up with Sean O'Brien uh, being the president. It's, the great, it's a great, great thing. We don't have the officers there anymore, and hopefully Sean O'Brien is going to be cleaning house and having a good IBT president now there. And we're going to do the best you can go now. Uh, Anthony, did I stop you? Well, no, what I was trying to say is, if, if, like you were saying earlier, I'm not talking about a practice one for asking questions. I was going to say, like, letting people, if they have something to say, let them say something. Yeah, of course. We got a couple of hands up right now. I got Jeremy Chapman. He could tell us where he's from. So when I give you the, uh, the okay to unmute, just uh, tell us uh, where you're from, what local you're from. And um, say a couple of words or whatever it is you want to say. All right? Are we going to run that now? Uh, What's up, Jerry? All right. So, Jeremy. Yeah, he's there. There you go. All right. Jeremy Chap. Yep. Yep. There you go, Jeremy. Go ahead. Okay. I'm uh, Local 190, Billings, Montana. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, what questions you plan on asking right off the bat with uh, Sean, just so I don't, like, double up on you know, uh, asking the same, same type of thing. But one of the things I just wanted to ask about when he does get on is the nine five stuff and specifically what he thinks he, we need to do to get it fixed. Um, but even drilled down more than that or zoomed in or whatever you want to say, uh, with regard to the article 37 and the article 37 and nine five committees, because some of us in my local of like, for me, example, I had like 17 or 18 nine fives last year and after the fourth one i would write on everyone to please forward it to the nine five committee and it seemed like just nothing ever happened so but aside from that uh good to see everybody and thanks for doing this thank, thank you, for, you buddy thank you but uh you can ask that question live yourself with sean o'brien as soon as he gets on on the phone um um, it's going to be a lot of questions with nine five and article thirty seven on that uh, on on Sean O'Brien. But remember, Sean O'Brien haven't got into office yet. We're gonna he's going to be in office on March twenty second, and he's trying and he's out there. He's uh, visiting barns, he's visiting centers, he's visiting buildings. He's not going to be a half a guy that sits behind the desk and just let the union money roll in. He's going to be out there, and uh, if you have 
Like I said, he's going to answer all the questions. I asked him when uh, to get on this radio show. Uh, I told him, do you want me to just get questions by email? And then he'll answer them as we tell him. He says, no, I want to go live. I want to I want to talk to the members. I want to be with the members. And that's that's 100% for me. It's like, wow, okay, Hoffa would never do that. So, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. So, uh, raise your, leave your hand, Ray. Leave his hand raised. And then when he uh, gets on, you can ask that question. Yeah, Jeremy, and to answer your other question, uh, most of the questions coming in, a lot of it has to do with what he plans to do about the 22-4. Like he did say he was going to try to remove the 22-4s and create a, a full-time position for all of them, a regular driver position for all of them. And uh, some questions con concerning organizing, what what the biggest threat is, obviously, is Amazon and, you know, how we plan to... Uh, I, I'm not sure he's not going to go into details about his strategy, but just a little outline of, of what his ideas are for organizing, because they just had uh, transmit, uh, they spoke about it a little bit about it in their transition meeting and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll add yours or you could ask him again yourself, the nine five and the and the article 37 stuff. Yep. Um, I see machine has his hand up machine. If you want, go ahead and uh, unmute yourself, buddy, and uh, let us know. Where are you from? Hey, what's up, Hector? Hey, what's up, Hector? What's up, uh, Anthony? Uh, Mike Hernandez, uh, local 657 out of San Antonio, Texas. And my my question, or, or what I wanted to say was uh, give you guys kind of an update. On, it's, I think it's almost been like a whole year since uh, me and Adrian came on the show. Um, local 657 did have their local elections after the IBT elections. Um the investigation that Frank Perkins and Robert Thomas that were uh, accused of colluding with management, Robert Thomas didn't end up getting terminated, and uh, Frank Perkins was supposed to serve a 60-day suspension. Well, at first it was 90, then they knocked it down to 60, and he was supposed to serve that, but the IBT uh, coordinator, the investigator, Michael Berenbaum, I believe he postponed this, he prolonged this investigation until after the elections. So Perkins was able to run his election. He won barely by 32 volts, but even then, that was that was a fraud. Members, some some members got empty ballots. Uh, some members didn't get their ballots till after the election was done and over with. So we're still in the process of trying to get to clean up local 657 and try to make it a better place for brothers and sisters to uh, feel safe and feel like the, their union is on their side. So that's just a little update. And, and with that update, that my question is pertaining to, to Sean, is what is he going to do as far as the procedure and the process of how he he's going to clean house? Obviously, the investigators that, that were involved in, in the uh, in the investigation over here, they, they, did, they did a poor job. They did a poor job. Joint counsel did a poor job all the way around. It's just, the members didn't see anything came out of it. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Thomas got fired, but guess what? He's appealing. He's appealing, and, and, and him and Perkins, Perkins is trying to bring him back. So that's 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 going to be my question, Sean. And I want to that that's a, I feel like that's a very important question because that's going to be the key is cleaning up all these locals. Yep. Uh, so everybody on as, it could be on the same team as as, as Sean. You know what I mean? And it, it it affects everybody differently in each local because you know. Sean's not going to be at every local all the time. So he needs to clean up the house and get rid of these people that have sat so comfortably for many, many years and haven't done anything. There's no growth in the union. There's no, uh, there's no organizing. There's nothing. They're just sitting there taking in the paychecks. That's not, that's what, that's not what our dues money is for. Our dues money is for organizing 
and expanding the union, you know, like Starbucks, that, that was an awesome win. You got one, you got one barista shop that organized this started, started a wildfire. Then others wanted to start organizing, you know, organize FedEx, you know, organize Amazon. We need to organize. That's it. This is the time where the COVID-19 has hit and it's hurt everybody. And it made people realize like the power of numbers, if you just come together. So that's my question. Totally agree. What, what is it? Machine that what you call yourself a machine. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to. It's Mike, though, Mike Hernandez. And I, I don't know how to change it. And I, I see that you're wearing a FedEx uh, uniform. Yeah, I'm an owner, man. I mean, I'm at work. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm here for the better of the union. That's, that's why me and Adrian have done this. That's why we started the exposed corrupt union officers page. Like, I'm here to, to, to help to make the union a pace better for my brothers and sisters that are there still stuck at UPS. Because trust me, man, and believe- the, the, the whole corruption is with, with, with the stewards over here. They're over, out there drinking with management. They're out partying. They're out having a good do- time. They're horse trading. It's bad, man. It's bad. Yeah. It's really, bad. And let me tell you something. Uh, somebody, Rosie's here, and she's definitely not with the corruption, and hey. she's not with – and Rosie, you on there? You on, Rosie, from 6'3"? I'm here. How you doing, Rosie? I totally everything you said. You agree? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That we have so, to take the corruption so, out of here. So, I know no, no, not everybody knows who I am, but everybody knows who Brother Atkinson is. And yeah. that's like me and Rob Atkins, the same thing happened. You know what I mean? So, we that's a big case. That's a big, well, NRB case that's still ongoing. Like, that needs to stop. These, these BAs going after threats just because they don't want to lose their position because they forgot where they came from. Nah, man, scoot over. The next generation has a better, bigger, and brighter future. So, and uh, Hector, I know when Ron Perry came in the hey. office, one of the things that he did um, is he put, I think, I think it was like 28 locals into trusteeship. He came in and like really cleaned house, and that's one of the things that that I'm kind of just, I'm also wondering, like, you know, is it something that that's going to happen? Are we going to clean house? Because we know, especially out here in the West, we have quite a few corrupt locals that, you know, they just, they don't serve the members. You know, the BAs aren't in the barns. They're not serving the members. The The locals are not serving the members. They're not doing their job that they've been paid to do to to serve the members. They're just in there for their money and the power. And and they, they lost they lost their path a long time ago. So what and, are the, so what are the suggestions to everyone and teamsters that aren't here now? What what is Sean O'Brien is supposed to do to get rid of these corrupted uh, officials that are still in office and shouldn't be in office because of all the shit that they do throughout the the years to the membership? Look well, at the track record that, of each. One. Sorry, I know that he can he can investigate them. I know that they can put people in place to go in and look at their books and. And have them looked at, and that's what Ron Carey did. Do you think the extent do you think, of that? I'm not really sure of. Do you of think how he's going to go about doing that? But I know that that's something that he can do. Um, I think that there needs to be an accountability from the top. Mute, mute yourself, uh, machine. Yeah, because you're getting a feedback from your car, from your phone. Uh, so, what makes you think that these guys, these corrupted guys, are right now trying to freaking fix their books right now? And because they know Sean O'Brien is going to send some, what you know, this, these are the guys that are getting ready for Sean O'Brien, and Sean O'Brien is not taking no half step in in the street lang of of any of these corrupted P, uh, officials. So, these guys are right now trying to fix their books 
to to make it look well, like they. Hector, it's a forensic investigation. Like the guys that they put in there are, are highly intelligent. So it's not something that they can really cover up. That's why Ron Carey was able to do it. But I've talked to some of my guys out here and we've talked about having, if there's any way that we can put some kind of an accountability from the top down um, in our locals where these guys are actually doing their job. Um, kind of like what, what you, your local does, um, what we know that uh, Chris Griswold's local does where they hold the, the BAs accountable. Um, we know that in Chris's local, uh, when a BA gets a call from a, in, a, in, the members, they have to respond within 24 hours, whether it's from a phone call or a text message. That does not happen in our local. You know, our, our guys don't get calls back. It could, be, it could be weeks, months before our members hear from their business agents. There's a lot of times where the members come to me and I wind up having to call the principal officers and tell them, hey, look, this guy really needs to know what the hell's going on with his grievance. And and then they contact the BA and the BA finally gets back to the member. But that's ridiculous. We don't see our BAs sometimes for months at a time. And I'll have members tell me, hey, can you go outside and campaign for something? Or can you run against the locals so that we can see our BAs? Because I haven't seen them. And this is what will bring the BAs down to the barn. You know, if you're outside, then the BAs will come and then I'll be able to talk to them. And that's really ridiculous that we need to have th that kind of response from them in order to bring them down. And so the members are very frustrated. We have some people in there that have been there for 10 years. They don't even know who their business agent are. And so we're looking for some kind of an accountability at the top that has an outline of this is what a business agent needs to do. And they have to be held accountable by not only their own local, but by the IBT. And when they're not doing that, then the, then the IBT can come in and start holding them accountable at a higher level. You know, it's 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 ridiculous that the locals can do whatever they want and there's no accountability from the top. So that we need to start setting some kind of an accountability, especially in our local because our principal officer is also the head of our joint council. So if we file a charge to him for something that's gone wrong in our local, then the next level is for us to file a charge to him again at the joint council. And so it, it just becomes this, this, this cycle where we don't get anywhere. And so we need to fix it. We need to have some kind of a, a level up of accountability so that, and, and this is where we're kind of trying to figure out how, how do we, how do we hold the local accountable, you know, from a higher level that, that we, that, that can help the members because right now our only solution is running against them. And I've tried that and it's very violent. It's and very so, violent. It's very hard. Yes, that, I agree. It's very violent. They get very violent. So right. you really have to decide. They Bro, should, Ro go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Rosie, real quick. Um, I just want to let everybody know that there are a few people that I put back into the waiting room. One, if you don't have a name and I can't see it, I'm not letting you into our meeting. And two, if you just have a number, just put your name on it. We'll let you in. We're up to 42 participants. Hector, what's our, our, our capacity in here? 200. Whoa. Okay. So if you want to get back in, I will admit you in. All you have to do is just put a name so that we know who you are. That's correct. So with, uh, with the corruption that the Rosie and uh, machine was talking about, you know, uh, there's bylaws that officers has to abide by all bylaws are in anybody. Anyone could read the bylaws of the local and by going by the bylaws, that's what your officials have to do for the membership. The bylaws are there for one reason only, to protect the member, to protect your money, to protect whatever you 
contribute to the pension, all that to the, the official officers must obey those bylaws by each local. We have a bylaw in local 804. I have to, I'm a, I'm a business agent. I have to obey by all those bylaws because those are the bylaws that's going to uh, protect the members' money that's coming in to the hall. So everyone has the right to look at those bylaws and see what your official is, 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 is supposed to do for you. And if you don't read those bylaws, they're going to get over it. They're going to say, oh, maybe because sometimes the officials don't even read the bylaws. I mean, we had an executive board that didn't even know about the bylaws. They knew they were the bylaws for Local 804, but they didn't read the bylaws and they didn't understand the bylaws. No. When you go into the hall, the, the first thing the president of that local says, everyone must know the bylaws because those bylaws protect the members. So, if hey, Hector. You, yes. I have a question. Michael Hernandez, was that the guy that was on here on the show a, a couple of months ago with, with talking about the corruption within their local? Yes, yes sir. Okay, and they started that, that that Facebook group? Okay, I just, yeah. just was curious. Mike, Mike, real quick, you want to say the name of your uh, of the group that you started? Uh, yes, sir. We're up to 421 members at the, at this time, which is that's way more many members of Local 657's Facebook page. Just FYI, there, um, the page is called Expose Corrupt Union Officers. Go on Facebook and please join our page and help clean up this IDT. Uh, I see Adrian. Is this is Adrian? You have your hand up. Is this Adrian? That was okay. Adrian, you want to unmute yourself and say something real quick? What's up, Adrian? Go ahead, Adrian. Uh, yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Hi, my name is Adrian. Uh, local, local six five seven. Uh, I'm gonna put his hit. Place the his sound is no good. His sound. Is... But I don't care anymore. Um, Cut him off. <laughs> I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna. Adrian, your your bandwidth is looking really bad. We can't really hear you. You're kind of coming in like uh, robotic. Yeah, you gotta stick your, uh, your you gotta stick your leg out the window, your arm. Can you hear me? No, it's very bad and it's it's hurting my ear. So if you could get a better location, and I'm sure it's hurting someone else's ears, uh, you could call We're back. Sorry, or, Adrian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll try to get you back later. All right, so that was Adrian. Um, he's from six five seven, and maybe a uh, machine could talk for him because machine got a. Can you, can you hear me? Oh, now we hear you. Go ahead. Okay, I, I don't know what happened. I guess I got disconnected from the Wi-Fi. So, following up with Michael Hernandez, me and him, uh, we we're the ones that started that Facebook page, and I just want to let everybody know what happened is uh, there was a video, an audio going around where the business agent. Uh, was actually coaching management how to terminate, and, and actually the, the audio was uh, terminating me. I actually ended up getting fired. And so uh, I told the president about it. The president didn't do anything, which is uh, Frank Perkins. Uh, and that's, you know, it started going higher and higher, went to the higher level. I took it all the way to panel, Robert Pina, uh, or Roly Pina and Thomas Haynes, were the ones that ended up deciding to terminate me because UPS cannot fire me. It was ultimately the union that ended up firing me. Um, so the corruption, like you were saying, the corruption, you know, everybody has the, uh, the, the book they have to follow, the, uh, the bylaws, but the corruption goes all the way up to the IBT, all the way to Hoffa. Nobody does anything. We have audios. We have 
everything, proof of everything. We have proof that uh, people weren't getting their ballots in on time or they had their ballot, they got an empty envelope, so they weren't able to vote. And we have all of that as evidence. And I mean, because because Hoff was in on it, nobody, we can't do anything. You know, it doesn't matter if there's a book, if there's bylaws or anything, but if, if nobody's doing anything, enforcing the, the rules and regulations, then, then we're SOL. And, you're, and, you, and you're 100% right that it was no... Is, you can have a book, you can have a contract, you can have the bylaws, but if you have a guy up above that's not doing anything about it, which was Hoffa, and you know what? Guess what? If you didn't know, Hoffa's gone now. Now we have Sean O'Brien. So hopefully with Sean O'Brien, we have a his ears and we have his mouth because I know Sean O'Brien don't take that shit, and he ain't going to take that shit. And I'm not listen. I curse if you guys don't. If you guys got kids around, I do. Oh. I do curse a lot. But anyway, uh, oh, no, not you, not me, not me. But anyway, you know, now that we have a new president, which is Sean O'Brien, and I, I personally, you know, know how he is. Uh, I mean, when I hung out with him, uh, he's a man of his word, and if he says this is what's going to go down. That's what's going to go down. So hopefully now that Hoffa is gone, uh, Hall is gone, and those guys that are just doing shit for the union, uh, hopefully it'll be gone because if I was dumb with Sean on the throne now, I would retire and get the fuck out because Sean is coming for all those corrupted people. Yeah, um, my question question for Sean would have to be if he's going to do anything for the people who have been fighting, say, for instance, for me, uh, we have so many uh, grievances, Article 37, harassment grievances, where I, I have one where management flat out threatened me and saying, you're going to be begging me for your job back. I have audios where the labor manager was harassing me, and I have all these grievances, and the only ones that were really settled were just a basic minimal thing, and it was just company will comply. And all the other grievances, it's been two years, three years, and nothing's been done. So if all those grievances would have been settled and they wouldn't have, you know, gone anywhere, and if Roly Pena and Thomas Haynes wouldn't have been at the panel, there's no way I would have been fired. And so my question, I guess, would be to him, if he's going to do anything for us who ultimately got fired without the prob- possible probable cause or Just unjust- unjustly, and so that's, that's right. My so for, in your case, friends. in your case, was a arbitrator ruled already? Uh, what do you mean? Did, did you go to arbitration and already settle your, your case? The panel. Yeah, I, I, I took it to panel. Yeah, I went to I'm from Texas. Uh, the I'm from Austin, Texas. The locals from San Antonio, Texas. And I went all the way to Florida because my business agent, I didn't trust him. And I said everything I had to say. I thought I called management a liar. I had all the proof, all the paperwork, and they still decided to fire me. Right. And so that's why the, I say Roly Pena and Thomas Hans were the ones. Right. Who so fired the question me. I asked you, that, so it was an arbitrator ruled on your case? Did he upheld your discharge? Yes. They, he, did, he did upheld they, your discharge. So, like I said, you know, Sean's a powerful man now on IBT, uh, but. He can't overrule a, 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 a arbitrator. 
he can't go to an arbitrator and say, "Listen, he was he was wrongly accused. I, I need you to change that 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 ruling." So you know, there's certain things Sean could do, and that is one of them he cannot do. He cannot. That's a judge, uh, arbitrator. Right. You know, I mean, he can fix what happened to you. To it won't happen to someone else. But I I don't see Sean O'Brien uh, going to an arbitrator, which is a legal, you know, a judge to overrule what he ruled on you. Right. You understand well, what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I understand that. One thing he could do is get rid of those two arbitrators. Um, and I don't know, maybe bring me back. I, I, that's a possibility. I don't know if that's a possibility, but it's, I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, Sean O'Brien is going to be, you know, the president of the IBT, but he's not God. You yeah, know? a lot of times the the arbitrators are fired and hired by the the local and the management that they're dealing with and labor that they're dealing with at the time. So, but like what what Hector said was important. The one thing he can do is try to make sure something like this doesn't happen again by looking into these corrupt locals that are doing such things. So we're really sorry that happened to you, Adrian. But people can learn from the mistakes of what was made there, not by you, but by uh, your executive board at the time, and trying to work on again corrupt leadership and trying to to make sure that we get you know strong leaders that are fighting for the union fighting for the members and and that's what we need obviously there are locals all across the country that are going to have you know that are strong and then there are some locals you know not so much um and i think that's a one thing that uh, one of the questions that should be asked uh, of sean o'brien when he's on here is what what do we plan to do about the weak locals about the locals that aren't defending the members about the locals that aren't doing anything to keep members uh out of harm's way and to protect the 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 funds of the members you know there are all kinds of corruption there's economic corruption where you got you know people are going to be stealing money from the members you got you know all types of what you experienced there with uh you know just bad manage uh bad local leadership trying to help a member get fired through management, stuff like that. So, you know, these are all things. This is nothing that, uh, like Hector said, he's not God. He's not going to fix everything overnight, but he will be uh, He will be looking closely at locals, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say on it. Well, well, well Anthony, yeah. can't, can't, can't he, if Sean gets in and, and they figure out, they do an investigation and find out that this guy, well, he obviously was corrupt, if he got fired and they, I, my, they obviously did an investigation and that the company was down with it, he can be rehired then, right? Instead well, of- I, Well, what I'm trying to say, it was that wouldn't be uh, a job for the international president of our union, what I'm trying to say, Jamie. Right. That's a, a, okay. a, a local issue. That is the, the NLRB local case. So, so, oh, take, so, so there you go. He could file an NLRB charge. Yeah, exactly. Adrian, I, file an NLRB charge. Right yeah, but that, that, that I, was a I tried the NLRB and the NLRB wouldn't even hear my case. They well, just, you, you, you can retry case. it now. But I mean, I, they're going to say it's untimely. Everything I do, it's, they always give me a reason not to, you know. Yep, they say it's untimely. Well, once once Sean gets in, I will reapply. I don't know if you can, but once he gets in, you know, it might it might be a difference. Well, the, only thing, know, the, I, only uh, thing, the only thing I think that Sean could do is put an investigation on those business agents and see what comes out of that uh, investigation. Yeah. Uh, as far that's the only thing that Sean could really do is see what how what the case is all about, how it went down, and if it is the case that they are on recording, uh, you know, schooling the management how to fire you. I think they should be out of office. I think they should be expelled. 
from the Teamsters. Simple as that. And if and if Sean and do this investigation again, get it, reopen up the investigation and oppose those appeals that that Perkins and Robert are trying to do. If it's as bullshit. Hoffa got wind of that. Real quick, gentlemen. Oh, oh. Real quick, gentlemen. I would like to let you guys. Go ahead, go ahead, go. Oh, Hoffa, Hoffa got wind of that audio that was going around, and he sent an investigator, Michael Berenbaum, down here, uh, and it was last year, January, where he started, quote-unquote, started his investigation, and it's been a whole year plus, and it shouldn't take a whole year to do an investigation where we already did all the work. Well, we already I, showed you the proof. I got you, but I beg to differ because you got you got this guy named Roy Malloy, uh, Rockface, what I call him. He was being <laughs> investigated for numerous of years, and finally, finally, after him fucking laughing at the arbitrator, at the judge, at, at every ruling that he had with Hoffa, uh, you know, bringing him to parties, bringing him to the conference, and finally he is expelled. After all these years of corruption, he is finally expelled from the Teamsters. And I feel sorry for the guys that are hanging out with him right now because you're next. If you're hanging out with a, a non-Teamster guy that's very corrupted and he was uh, accused of a lot of things. And, I mean, like I said, Andrew, I, I wish, you, you know, it just takes time to make sure that you get the right conviction. And it took a lot of time from that guy, Roy Malloy. He's up in your neck of the woods, I think. He's up in L.A. And he's now uh, banned from the Teamsters completely. He can't do anything. He can't, he can't do anything. And the people and the Teamsters that are Teamsters now and have any, any connection to him, they will be banned from the Teamsters also. And I want everybody to, to remember here that our boys take office finally sometime on March 20th. I see that we have a special guest already in here, the secretary treasurer, Mr. Fred Zuckerman. Mr. Fred Zuckerman, I'm going to ask you to unmute real quick if you'd like to say a few words to the panel. Anthony, how are you? How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Hanging in there, brother. Just trying to, you know, make it through. So I'm on my way to the airport in a little bit, going to Washington. We've been uh, up there since December, uh, working on the transition. Sean and I have been with, with our team. It's going very well. Uh, he may report on that a little bit when he talks to you guys in a little bit, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time with you guys before I took off to the airport. So I appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to the show. Congratulations, congratulations, my brother, Fred Zuckerman, the Secretary of Treasure for our new and upcoming Teamsters power that we're going to take over this, this, this Teamster world with our Secretary of Treasure, Fred Zuckerman, and Sean O'Brien at the, at, at the top. And I can't, I can't be more happy than to have these guys take over and offer a bye-bye. Thanks, yeah. Hector. Good seeing you. Hey, hey, Anthony. Yeah. Um, I have a question for um for Sean um and Fred. When you were good. Yeah, well, 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 wait, Jamie, because Fred is not on yet, and and Fred is is on his way to the airport to the Washington. Well, I'm telling it to Anthony. I'm not oh, saying it to okay. Him. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, write it up. What question be, Jamie? Go ahead. What will your question be? No, I just wanted to know if he had any non-negotiables for the company that will, if they don't try to negotiate with him that he's willing to just take the walk. That was it. 
Okay. 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 <laughs> I guess. You got it? Did you get it? Did, uh, Tony, did you ask? You, you're on mute, Tony. Why? Oh, because the dog. All right, so let me let me let me keep talking anyway. So anyway, we're gonna have Sean O'Brien here. You just uh, you just heard of Fred Zuckerman, the Secretary of Treasure of our new Teamsters, and I say new, it's because this is a new era now. This is a new Teamsters. This is a new way of we're gonna be Teamsters brothers and sisters, strong as hell here in the Teamsters where we should have been done a long time ago. Hoffa was in office too goddamn long. And it's, I'm glad that I stuck it out, and I'm, I'm here to witness that new era of the Teamsters. A lot of guys that are new don't know what happened in the past, and with, with, where right now that what we're doing is, 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 is historic, and I, I can't wait to start hitting the streets and start hitting uh, organi organizing more people into the Teamsters and make this one of the most powerful unions in the world period including canada including the united states and with these guys there and i know fred don't take shit and i know sean don't take shit so we have two guys that ain't gonna take shit and the company is fucking being afraid they are they're gonna be afraid other companies car hall whatever it is fred was car hall he was the director of of, of car hall so he knows the industry and you think he now that he has the power, he's gonna fix that fucking thing because Hoffa took away that power from him when he was, you know, just with Hoffa. He took away that power, but now he got that power back. And so, Carl Hall people, get ready for some action in the union. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody here, uh, especially people that have been here 15, 20 years, 25 years, they know that it's been 23 years of complacency, 23 years of of you know time after time bad contracts just rolling through you know and, and i think everybody's a little tired of the teamsters and and locals rolling over for the company so you know uh like hector was saying i think for the first time the planets have kind of aligned we have new ibt leadership coming in in march people that really care like, like fred mentioned sean o'brien fred zuckerman huge we got juan campos out of chicago you got you got so many so many leaders. I mean, I can't even John Palmer. You got Erickson. You got uh, our own okay. president Vincent Perone. You have so many people. Go ahead. Was somebody going to say something there? I just said Vinny. I thought you were going to forget Vinny. Oh yeah, I don't no, want I you to get in trouble. Vinny. <laughs> I can't forget Vinny. Uh, but there's so many of them. I mean, I and I met with so many of them during this uh, during this um, stretch of uh, campaigning and trying to get them elected. And they're they're all just they stick to their word. They're they're hardworking people, and I, and I'm really looking forward to these next couple of years. I think a lot of people are, and the people that are a little worried right now are those corrupt local leaders. The people that are worried right now are all those deal makers out there, all those people who have been getting over and and trying to just get by. You you're the ones that are worried right listen, now. Listen, I listen. I, I, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Sean O'Brien is a smart guy. He knows who's jumping into the back wagon and who wasn't in the bandwagon when he was out there preaching that what he wants to do is change this 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 union. He knows who's bad, who who's been bad and who's been good. So watch your fucking ass. He's like fucking Santa Claus on March. 
Um, there's so many members on here. Uh, if anybody has something they want to say, you could raise your hand real quick, and we'll uh, we'll let you go in uh, in order here. If you want everyone to introduce and what local you're from, that would be great because we. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of faces here, and uh, I don't know what local you're from. I see a Jason Smith, I believe his name is. We got 15 minutes before Sean O'Brien will be calling in. So we got a little time for introductions for anybody. We've already met Jeremy. We've met Michael and Adrian. Um, everybody knows Greg Kerwood. Uh, most people know Dean Dawes. <laughs> uh, let's see who we got here. We got our brother, the Irishman. I see him down there. Our brother, John. We have Kramer. the Teamsters United Sisters on United yeah, let, Sisters. Let, let's hear Joe Doherty talk. We need that Irish brogue. Come on. Yeah, Joe Doherty, come on. Say something to the folks. I don't know who he is. What's going I, on, guys? You oh. look so different without the beard, Joe. It's all gone. I don't look like a Viking anymore. <laughs> what local are you from, Joe? From 804. I am a newly appointed newly shop steward. Newly appointed alternate shop steward. Congratulations. Welcome to the club, buddy. Thanks, bud. I, I don't know. Is it, is it congratulations or condolences? <laughs> both, both. You could do both. But anyway, we have a lot. We got a lot to talk about, and uh, a lot of of uh, people on the, a lot of members, a lot of brothers and sisters on the Mixler, and we have a lot. Uh, we have forty three on Zoom and on Facebook Live. We have about twenty two, twenty three listening. Uh, looking at we're up to 53 listen participants on here, I, 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 listen we we are going to get a lot of feedback on this show because of the fact that sean o'brien you know he's not that he's not a half a guy he's 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 gonna uh, express himself he's gonna talk about it he's not gonna hide behind the desk he's not gonna be uh in the palace uh, all the time not answering anyone's uh call but you know he's not a fireman so he can't put out the fire all the time but he's gonna he's gonna do something to fix this 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 union and uh, and the start is him being elected by us, by all of us because we are the members. We are the members that go out there and vote. And I mean the turnout was bad, and we have to do a better job now as Teamsters and and get everyone organized and get any everyone involved in voting. I mean it, it's sad to say that we have 1.3 million uh, Teamsters and only about 200,000 or maybe less than that voted, and that's that's that's, that's 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 I mean, the victory. The, I mean, the victory is there. I mean, he still won, but the, I, I, the victory is when more members get involved. That's the victory right there. When you have a lot more members getting involved in voting and, and expressing your 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 feelings about what do you what do you don't like about the union or what what is the union about? If you are, this is what it is. You need to vote. Everyone needs to vote. Everyone needs to get involved. Don't be the the guy that complains all the time and say, "Oh, the union sucks. The union don't do nothing for me." Well, the union sucks because you allow it to suck for you. You're not spreading. You're not. You're not spreading the word. You're not saying, "I want to. I want to be that guy to fight in the in the, in the front in the front of, when we go on strike. If we go on strike, and that's another. You know, a lot of questions that are being asked about is Sean going to go on strike? You know. Back in the days, we don't have that clause. You know, Hoffa's always with the company people. You know, whatever the company wanted, he gave it to them. So we've got to stop that shit, and we, we already stopped it. We got the right people into office that's not going to take the company shit. From UPS, uh, Carhaul, from any in the industry in the Teamsters, 
we have guys there that's not going to take the shit from the companies, and that's what we needed, and that's where we got to go forward. Well said, heck, well said. I mean, it's very important, especially for everybody here. Everybody here, as far as voting goes, it's your job to try to get that push too. I mean, we, we do rely on the memberships to try to, and the members to try to get, to hope that there's some type of empathy and that people will vote, but it just makes our job so much harder as leaders, as stewards, to try to make sure that we do everything we can to get that voter turnout. Uh, one of the guys listening here that I see jumped in is Rob Atkinson. This man was instrumental in trying to get these guys elected. I mean, I saw him in every freaking state I think I could mention. Rob Atkinson was there trying to push this, uh, trying to push our guys to the finish line. Uh, Rob, real quick, I'm going to ask you to mute. Is there anything you'd like to say to everybody here listening, brother? Go ahead, Rob. Uh, hello, Rob. Local 341. I'm originally out of 538. I think you all know my story there. You, you guys have been talking about corruption. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there, brother. I'm with you there, man. <laughs> yeah, so he basically, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, you know. Don't, you're not, you're, you that, those problems will solve themselves. I mean, in, in certain situations, I mean, bad people just through attrition will get voted out. If they finally have somebody in there now who, um, who, uh, and Sean O'Brien, who's going to make people know that they can run against these corrupt leaders like that and, and get a fair shake in, in that, in that process. Um, and, uh, I think we all need to know that you're going to get to hear from the man here in a couple of minutes. That's correct. Thank you, Rob. It was my pleasure to campaign like I did for the, for them because I truly believe in them. Yeah, well, well, for your services, Rob. Your thank you for your services. Hold on, hold on. Everybody got to raise their hand when they go on. They can't talk against each other. The only one that don't get mute is me because I am <laughs> the what the heck show. Anyway, so uh, I think Machine wanted to say something. What's up, Machine? Michael. Guess not. Anyway, so uh, Sean O'Brien's going to be calling in in about 10 minutes. And uh, like I said, we're going to have everybody mute themselves. And uh, you have a, a question from Bill O'Brien. Sorry, guys. Hey, brothers and sisters. I just uh, uh, just to introduce myself first time on the call with uh, with, with your program. But uh, uh, really excited for the for the March 22nd. It can't get here soon enough. I'm an 856 member, uh, IBT organizer, been with the department for 20 years, working with John Palmer, working with Chris Roselle, uh, um, just, just you know, so excited to have this new leadership coming in and uh, really excited about getting out there and, you know, organizing, uh, you know, the way we need to organize. And uh, a lot of folks out there need help, need to be union, and that's what we need to do. Um, so. Um, you know, I, I think uh, obviously organizing comes first. If we don't organize, you know, we, we, we die. Um, but I'm really excited, looking forward to the future. Uh, you know, we, we've got young folks that uh, need to learn, you know, need to learn organizing. And um, just great to, you know, be part of this campaign and, and you know, going with this new administration. Um, can't get here soon enough. So uh, that's all I really wanted to say. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you brother, brother Bill. So, you know, thank you for that, uh, Brother Bill. And he's right. We got to do a lot of organizing. We got to do 
organize a lot of people and not only organize a lot of members we got to get the members involved with unions and 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 this is this is sad because when i went out you know out in uh to different locals they didn't know what a business agent was they don't know what a local was they didn't know they local they didn't know what number to call for benefits they didn't know any of that and it's sad because you have business agents that are making you know a good amount of money that can go to them and tell them you know give them the lecture of what, what who you call for your medical for your pension for any any problems in that local and they choose not to and those are the BAs that and the uh, union officers that shouldn't be in that hall and shouldn't be there because they're not for the members and you got to understand this you know you are you're an oath to represent the members all 100% when you're in office and and representing a member is getting to know the member getting to know what he needs what can you do for him and giving him his rights and showing him how to read a, a contract book, telling him about the language. If he has questions, and no no question is a stupid question when it comes to a member to a business agent. No question is a stupid question. Every question is important. I don't care how dumb you think it is. I take questions and I, I sometimes in my head be like, whoa. But I still answer the question as best to my knowledge. And if I don't have the answer, I guarantee you Vinnie Perone will have that answer for me. And if he doesn't have that answer, he'll call somebody else, like a Fred Zuckerman that knows the answer, or uh, uh, John Palmer. Or he'll call. We'll always have, we'll get an answer for you in any levels that we have to get that answer for. All right. I would like to hear a word from our West Coast correspondent, Dean Doss. Dean Doss, how you doing, brother? Doing good. It's really cold out here today. It got down to the low 70s. <laughs> Whoa, really? You're going to rub that in our face right now? <laughs> Why, is it quarter where you guys are at? Uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky we're in the quarter range there. 20, 25, that's where we're staying right now. With snow on the ground, I might add. Uh, I, I, I've been able to say it to Sean. I've been able to say it to Sean. I haven't been able to say it to Fred yet. I haven't seen Fred uh, since the election. Congratulations, Fred, by the way. So... Um, we got a couple things going on. You know, the last couple of years, uh, anybody that watched our show, um, our show's on hiatus right now. We don't know if it's coming back. I, right now, I don't think it's coming back. Uh, but one of the things we really pushed on our show was the truck driving championships, also known as the rodeos. They were canceled the last two years because of COVID at the state level and at the national level. They, they are back this year. Hold on a second. I think, he, hold on a second. Hello, Union Power Radio. Hey, Hector, it's Sean. How are you? Hey, Sean O'Brien's on, guys. All right, hold on, Sean. You kill it a little bit. Early. All okay. right, everybody, start muting. Okay, Sean O'Brien is uh, here, and you know I got to put Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thank you for calling yes. the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Tony, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Uh, President to be O'Brien, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, sir. I can hardly hear you, though. All right, we're going to try to fix that on our end. Um, Hector, uh, can he? Can you hear Hector just fine? Can you hear me just fine now, or what's that, sir? Can you hear me now? Uh oh, it's like the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now, Sean? 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yep. Okay, great, great. All right, uh, Sean, welcome to the show. We appreciate you coming on. We know that you're a busy man and you're pressed for time. So uh, if you don't mind, we'd like to dive in right to, first of all, why don't you tell some of the listeners, well, you know what, we could skip that because everybody knows who you are. So <laughs> let's, let's just go into a couple of questions the members have before we start taking live questions. We had written down some of the stuff that some of the members have been asking. And right off the back, one of the most, uh, uh, I see one of the biggest questions a lot of people, especially for UPS or have been asking is, what do you plan to do as far as small package goes, as far as uh, putting someone in, in charge of small package? Is, is there any names that have been coming across that you can talk about? Or is that stuff classified information? Is there anything you could tell us about the small package division? Yeah, so it's not anything classified. I will say this, that... Um... Fred Zucker and myself will be negotiating the next agreement uh, collectively together. Uh, we have not yet decided on a director. We're taking a look. We've been going through a transition for the last six weeks. Um, the first several weeks were focused on the uh, infrastructure of the uh, union and the operations in D.C. Uh, the remaining three weeks, we've been looking at all the divisions. We had a division meeting uh, with some rank and file members, some uh, leaders across the country. Uh, we had like a, a roundtable discussion on what the package division should look like and what the goals and objectives are. Uh, we will be building that model um, uh, shortly uh, with the key personnel. And as soon as uh, we have that, we will release that um, to the members. We actually were working with, you know, our partners uh, in the coalition that we formed, uh, rank and file and also leaders. So I think uh, based upon all the input, and we'll be looking for more input, we'll be able to build a, a division that's second to none. And people don't realize this, but, it's the largest division uh, in the Teamsters, and it's probably the least staffed division uh, nationwide. So we're looking to change that, uh, put, put influential people that are going to uphold uh, national panels and take the companies on during the arbitration. So we're identifying those leaders right now. And uh, as soon as we uh, solidify uh, a division and a leader uh, and the leadership team, we will release that. All right. Thank you very much, Sean. Another big question a lot of people have is as far as organizing goes. I think everybody sees Amazon organizing, organizing. Everybody yes. sees Amazon as a huge, huge threat. But not only that, just organizing uh, in, in, you know, in broader aspects as far as smaller shops, other companies that are in need of unions. Um, do you guys have a plan in place? What, what are your plans for organizing and changing the way well, organizing I mean, I has been done to I, this point? I, I, I think we all realize, uh, especially if you've run a local union or joint council, that the key to survival is organizing the unorganized. Uh, Amazon is a priority. and We spoke about that a lot during the campaign, and that'll be a whole separate uh, plan and a whole separate um, uh, focus outside of the uh, normal day-to-day -day organizing, so to speak. And, you know, we're putting together an organizing department right now that's going to be focused on a couple of different things. One, it's going to be focused on, you know, organizing in our core industry like car haul freight, uh, construction, uh, public sector, which we think is a great opportunity, uh, even though the Janus decision uh, is out there. It's a great opportunity to organize. And then we're also going to put a plan together to do some internal organizing as well, not just for the companies where we represent uh, people that aren't organized, but also we're going to focus on right to work organizing. A lot of locals don't have the resources to go out there and organize. When you talk to a lot of right-to-work uh, locals, they're organized. We're basically just signing people up uh, that are working at a shop that are not paying dues and enjoying all the benefits of collective bargaining. So we're going to put together a whole 
uh, a whole faction of the organizing department focused on right to work as well. We think there's a great opportunity there. Um, and again, there's strength in numbers. So the more people we can organize, uh, the better off we're going to be when we go to the table. Thank you so much, Sean, for that. And I, I have that one more question, and then I'm going to open the floor to a couple of the members here. Hopefully you could hear them. What about me? Uh, I, can barely and, hear, and Anthony, I can barely hear you. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm trying to, to be a little loud. Uh, the 22 fours, you said that uh, during your campaign that you were going to do your best to remove the 22 four and create a job for all of those guys. What what do you do when the company tells you no, Sean, that they don't want to they're not going to do this? What what are your plans as far as the 22 four goes? Well, I think we've made it. I think we've made it clear that 22 fours are is a strike issue. Uh, in the upcoming negotiations. And, you know, look, uh, I joined the Teamsters Union 32 years ago uh, because I wanted to be paid, I want to be treated, and I want to be respected like my coworkers. There shouldn't be any type of a difference. Uh, they're doing the same job. They should be paid the same amount of, of money and be afforded the same benefits. That is going to be a strike issue. I can promise you that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people wanted to hear. Hector, before yeah, I open the floor, is yeah. there something you want to say? Well, I want to say that if anybody that wants to ask a question and, and his time is limited, so make it quick, make it fast that he can uh, he's got to he's got to go back to Washington or he's on his way to Washington. So uh, can you uh, raise your hand if you want to ask a question and we'll go by the order and make it as quick as possible. One question at a time, please. Thank you very much. We're going to start with Mr. Jeremy Chapman. Jeremy Chapman, could you unmute yourself, please? Go ahead, Jeremy. Unmute yourself. There you okay, go. now it's working. Sorry, I had to step away for a minute. Um, so mine was just about the 9-5 stuff, just what Sean thinks we need to do um, overall just to get it fixed, whether it's you know being able to bring work back to stay under 9.5 and we don't even have to go over anymore. But more specifically, I'm just not really sure how the uh, Article 37 uh, committee and 9.5 committee stuff works. I know in the language it says in the master that after the fourth one, um, you know, you can have them docketed to these committees, the 9.5 especially. And then it sounds like management is supposed to be able to basically answer as to why they can't seem to keep your dispatch below nine five, but um, just as an example, I gave earlier, uh, a lot of people, in my center had, you know, like, like I had like 17, 18, nine fives last year. Um, and after the fourth one, I would say, please send it to this committee to, you know, have them take a look at it. And so did everybody else that had, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20. I think one guy in our center had like 25, nine fives last uh, year. So. That's yeah, so I'll tell crazy. you, I'll, I'll answer that question, and there's a couple different answers for that. First off, you know, there is a review process uh, to your point, but nine out of ten times, both sides do not enforce that. So, you know, I think number one is let's enforce the language in the contract. We could have the best contract in the world, but if we're not enforcing the language, I mean, a lot of people will file these grievances and, and you know, they get lost in the shuffle. No one keeps track of the fourth violation. Uh, so we got to start making sure that both sides – uh, enforce that contract and enforce that provision, you know, and then we can actually, you know, protect our work and maybe force the company to hire some more, some more drivers. I mean, that's the bottom line. If we want to get people uh, off the road in a reasonable amount of time, then we, we need more staffing. And the other thing too is, you know, often two times, uh, often too many times, uh, you know, uh, 
We're not enforcing that language. We need to do a better job. And that's one of the reasons why, getting back to the 22-4 issues, they have no 9-5 protection, and that's not right. Everybody should be afforded the same rights. Everybody should be demanding that they have a meeting once they're violated. You know, forget the triple time. I think people at this point just want to get home to their families. So I think if we uh, unilaterally enfor- uh, enforce that contract vigilantly, then that would actually uh, help uh, make certain that the company had to hire more drivers. Absolutely. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right. Next, I'm going to let Mr. Matthew Rupley go. Matthew Rupley has some questions concerning the YRC and Holland contract. Uh, Mr. Rupley, if you could unmute yourself, please. Okay. If uh, if Matt, Matthew, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm, okay. I've hit on mute. Can you hear me now, brother? Yes, sir. We hear you, brother. All right. Thank you. Hey, Mr. President, I'm proud and honored to call you that. I've had the pleasure of meeting you a few times and uh, I'm grateful and honored that I got a chance to uh, vote for you and, and uh, it help others vote for you also. Or persuade them that. So, uh, sir, I'll get to a couple of questions quickly. Um, yeah, as you probably know, uh, the freight contracts for YRC and Holland have been ratified for three years. It will be three years in May and we still do not have a completed contract that we can print off online or any version. And I would like to know if we, uh, when do you think we will have a completed version? That's the first question. The second question is, sir, will we get to keep our Southern freight director, Linda Grissom? Uh, we're very proud of the work that he does in the South. And we hope that you consider keeping him in that position. And do you think that's possible? Uh, third so question, I'll, sir. I'll answer the second question first. Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Linda Grissom will stay in the South. He does a great job. He represents the members. And the one thing I'll say about Lyndon Grisham, he's not corruptible. He's out there fighting for the members, especially down south. Uh, and we have no intention uh, of doing anything but support him and giving him the resources needed uh, to, make, to make that even more successful. Um, as far as the contracts go, uh, we are meeting uh, this, this week with the freight division, um, similar to what we did with some rank and file members and some partners in our coalition we're doing the same with the freight division uh this week so i'll address uh the freight director who actually comes out of my local uh he was just appointed about 39 days ago so i will find out where those contracts are and um again just everybody needs to realize that we do not officially take over uh until march 22nd so i know myself fred and a lot of our uh a lot of our uh, teammates have been fielding a lot of questions asking for things to be done we don't officially take over, but I will inquire uh, and find out uh, where those agreements are and how fast they can turn them around and get them out to everybody. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. And I'm thank you, glad sir. that you're going to work on that because I know that uh, you're not going to let it just drag out like it previously nope. has because it's obviously no excuse for almost three years to pass without having a printed version of the contract. But uh, mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, John Murphy, your, your member in, in Long uh, hardworking member there. So do you expect him to stay in that position as a national freight director, sir? Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't appoint him. There's a, there's a rumor going around that we made a deal with the administration and um, you know, they tried to during initially during the transition after Ernie soul announced his retirement, they were looking to uh, do something that we didn't agree with. And they said, if you, if you agree to this, we'll put John Murphy in as a freight director. And our, our answer, and I know my answer was, you can put whoever you want in there. You're in charge. But if it's not John Murphy, then in three months from now, we're going to fire him and put John Murphy in there. Uh, 
So, uh, John, I worked closely with John for the last 25 years. Uh, he's a bulldog. He knows the freight. And again, it's just a matter of empowering a lot of these uh, division directors and making certain that they know that the uh, executive, the entire executive board and the administration are going to support uh, that division, support their positions and make certain we're doing the best, uh, the best possible for our members. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's time to take get some stuff back from uh, Yellow, uh, Holland, uh, all those companies, one and the same. Uh, freight, freight, freight folks have sacrificed uh, long and hard since 2009, and now it's time, especially when they're making some money and they have, a, I think, I believe it's 20% ownership by the government, it's time for us to take some stuff back and, and make our members happy once again and actually restore the fate uh, in the freight department. I was going around the country along with Fred and a lot of our other uh, general executive board candidates campaign. And we spent a lot of time uh, uh, at a lot of the freight facilities. And the one thing that we heard was, you know, hey, look, we've lost a lot of fate in this union. We're going to make, you know, we want you guys to work hard on our behalf, get us some of the stuff that we've lost over the years. And that's what we intend to do. We want to restore the fate in our members. Oh, yes, sir. And thank you for that. And we got confidence that you and your leadership will uh, will get that done. But uh, as you may already know, and I'm sure your freight uh, your freight leaders know that the Yellow Corporation is bringing all four of their trucking companies under the same umbrella, which is Holland mm -hmm. and New Penn, YRC, and uh, Readyway. So the mm -hmm. question is, sir, we uh, we have multiple uh, different agreements and work rules and everything under all the different companies. And we're experiencing a lot of changes now. And us union stewards and our members are fighting to keep the uh, practices that we enjoy now and the rights that we have now. Uh, when you talk to your freight team, can you address those issues and tell us if uh, if you believe that we'll be able to maintain the practices that we that we use now? For one example that a lot of road drivers at Holland would like to know the answer to, we've had a practice of almost 30 years of keeping assigned trucks, and our brothers at YRC does not have that practice. Holland brothers and sisters would love to keep that practice. Is there any way that would be something that you can talk to your freight uh, your freight leaders about? Look, I think, that, I think there's a clause in the contract that calls for maintenance of standards. And if that's been the maintenance of standard uh, all along, we're going to fight to protect uh, those current conditions you enjoy. So I will make certain that's a, a concern that's addressed. I just wrote it down and I will be having a conversation on my way to the airport with uh, John Murphy over this issue. Well, thank you, brother. And I just want to tell you again, thank you. And I want to thank the uh, everybody that put this event together and uh, Union Power Radio. And, and thank you so much. And I'll let others get to their questions. And congratulations again. And we look forward to seeing where uh, you and your leadership take us. And we know it's going to be great places. Thank you, sir. Great. Thank you, sir. Uh, real quick, uh, Sean O'Brien, we have a couple of brothers from Texas here. They had a situation dealing with uh, corrupt local leadership. What are your plans as far as dealing with these corrupt locals that are stealing sorry, stealing money from the members? And not only that, just like helping management getting members fired, just straight bad leadership out of uh, our certain locals. What, do we have a plan for that? Look, there is. Yeah, we're going to build a whole department. I mean, look, the one thing we want to do is be able to police our own. I mean, I think we saw a recent situation that took, you know, three or four years to uh, get adjudicated, um, and we're not gonna we're not gonna kick the can down the road if a local union uh, is not doing the right thing, and there's you know there is um, allegations of corruption or anything else. We will have our own investigators go in there and make certain that they investigate uh, 
these local unions and, and, and make certain they're held accountable through the powers of the general executive board. We don't need, you know, to kick this can down the road and have the government come in and, and we got to police our own and have some established some credibility that we're going to be able to do that uh, moving forward. As far as, you know, uh, local union leaders getting members fired, that's unacceptable and they should be brought up on charges if it is proven that that's what they're doing. Jonah Lane is uh, next, I guess. Yep, yep. Joni Lane Miller, uh, unmute yourself. Got 15 hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. First of all, Sean, congratulations. And uh, I'd like to thank you and Fred for taking the time to do this today because I know how busy you guys must be. I have a couple of quick questions. First, you mentioned internal organizing. That's something that's really important to me as well. Um, I wanted to know what your attack plan was to get in there and get these members more involved. And secondly, you know, I'm reading all the articles on you and everybody's got you coming into UPS like, you know, guns are slinging. But what I want to know from you is, you know, UPS is taking a temperature where we are right now. So how do you think UPS is going to come into negotiations? Well, they're going to come in. They're going to UPS is going to come in uh, hard and we got to be ready for that. I mean, I think we all know that there's, you know, a lot of competition out there now, more so now than ever. Uh, and they're going to be coming to the table uh, looking for givebacks. And we're not going to give anything back. I can promise you that. And they can take the temperature all they want. We've got the strongest uh, strongest uh, tool, and that is our membership. And, look, I, I think everybody understands our membership is fed up. They're tired. You know, we've got part-timers right now that are, uh, work. They had market rate adjustments taken away from them. We do not have a happy workforce. So that's going to give us tremendous leverage uh, going in there. Our package car drivers are overworked. The hours are long. Uh, we, we've got an ability right now to fight. And look, they can take the temperature all they want. At the end of the day, we have tremendous leverage over them, and we've got to utilize it. We've got to get more members involved. The internal organizing piece, uh, which is uh, not just specific to UPS, but it's specific to every industry we represent, we've got to educate the leaders and organizers and put resources uh, in these locals that don't and can't afford an organizer and look at their bargaining units and identify you know, where the potential is for, you know, maybe there's a clerical unit within a public sector that uh, the business agent hasn't identified. Maybe there's, you know, other positions. I mean, we've got to grow these units. We've got to look internally first before we start looking outside to organize other companies. So there will be a program in place. And look, we committed uh, through the campaign that, look, organizing is a very expensive, uh, expensive um, uh, proposition, but it is necessary for the survival of our union and we've got to look internally as far as the right to work stuff i think i hit that earlier uh, those right to work states some small locals can't afford them and we've got to give these the support to these locals and put the resources uh to make sure that they grow and survive all right thank you brother um we got um who else here frank jose, golden jose francisco jose next. i'm sorry jose francisco negreta you're next Jose? Please identify yourself. What local you're from, Jose? Unmute yourself. Uh, sorry. Uh, can, you hear, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, buenos dias to everybody. Uh, Mr. President-elect Sean O'Brien, congratulations on your victory. Me, I'm a 23-year-old part-timer. My question and my anger is from a part-timer's point of view. I have heard too many times from full-timers say, part-timers don't vote. 
It's an easy, simplified answer to a complex question. We have never been giving, given anything of substance or dignity to vote on. And you already talked about the MRA that affected a lot of part-timers that were made, that MRA made it easier for part-timers to pay for their groceries, to pay for their childcare or other things that affect us. What are you, what are your, some, what are your, what are some of your plans? Well, I think that everybody realizes that 65 to 67% of the workforce at UPS are part-timers. And I think, you know, the fight for 15 uh, was great a couple of years ago. And many states adopted that. But let's be realistic. You know, $15 an hour is enough. We got to drive the starting rate up. We got to make sure that we negotiate language that, uh, you know, basically addresses market rate adjustments. Uh, it makes sure that we maintain those market rate adjustments. Um, I, I never saw such a, a bold move that cost them many people. I know in my hub last week, my largest hub, uh, six or seven part-timers, as soon as they looked at their uh, paychecks online, they walked out and said, this is not worth it. You know, they took away my market rate adjustment. They took away the bonus. And then UPS came back saying, well, we're going to put in a bonus. I mean, look, the reality of it is this. They gave market rate adjustments all across the country. So we've got to focus on, you know, saying, hey, you could afford to pay it, you know, five, six months out of the year. Why not pay it all year long? And that just means getting to the table and negotiating higher wages for the part-timers. And the part-timers are very important. They're the key to success of UPS. And, you know, to your point, um, you know, part of the problem is, you know, uh, uh, we've just got to be stronger at the table. And look, the other thing, too, is we negotiate the strongest UPS agreement taking care of part-timers, full-timers, um, and protecting our work. That's going to be a template where we can go to Amazon employees that work inside that are able to be organized and say, look, this is what you're going to get when you sign on to a Teamster contract. So, you know, the part-time issue, uh, I know there's a lot of anger out there. Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the part-time ranks. And uh, I, I know speaking for our team and the discussions we've had, the one thing we want to do is to be able to negotiate the strongest contract and have our members proud of it, especially the part-time workforce. Thank you, brother. I have, uh, a, we... I have a question from a part-timer that says that team care is one of his uh, worst thing that uh, that he has as far as medical. He was uh, once before in the full-time medical, and when they switched him to the team care. Uh, what are we going to do about uh, the team care? Are you going to continue uh, having the part-timers at team care, or they are going to be able to go into the full-time uh, health and welfare? Well, I think, I think the part-timers, uh, majority of them were already in team care prior to that getting negotiated in in 2013. Um, but, you know, look, the, whatever the benefit issues are, that's all subject to bargaining. So if there's enhancements and improvements that need to be had, whatever plan that may be, whether it's team care, whether it's a local union plan, you've got the ability during negotiations to enhance those, those plans. And, you know, obviously in my area, and I can only speak for New England, we have both full-timers and part-timers in a local 25 uh, in a New England plan that's uh, mirrors all the locals in New England. And, um, you know, there's always uh, the ability to enhance benefits and improve them at the table uh, and with team care. So, you know, I think that would be something that when we go to uh, take proposals and meet with the members, you know, we want to need, we, we need to know what the criticisms of team care are right now, what the, um, what the enhancements should look like and what the enhancements could be like uh, 
to improve those benefits if, if in fact they need to be improved all right thank you sean so who's next Frank? uh adrian adrian uh you want to unmute real quick hold on let me see if i could there you go try to unmute real quick adrian you got something to say you want to say to sean o'brien uh can you hear me Yeah. Yes, yes, we can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Uh, well, real quick, it's, uh, uh, I got a buddy of mine trying to get on. His name yeah, I can't hear him. I don't know if you can approve. You got to you gotta either talk to the mic because Sean O'Brien cannot hear you. You got to speak up a little there, uh, Adrian. Speak real now? loud. Can you hear me? Go. All right, I can't we hear you. We can hear you, I but you're really I can't low. hear him either. Go to the next guy, Fred, uh, Frank. We'll go back to Adrian. We'll come back to you. Frank Golden, unmute yourself, buddy. There you go. How you doing, Sean? Frank Golden. How you doing? Local 710, Chicago. UPS feeder. Um, at the bylaw change or the constitutional change at the convention, there was a change where you were going to do rank and file members on the, the bargaining committee for the next UPS contract. Can you tell us what that looks like? Because uh, we have kind of an issue with the the uh, popularity vote per se at our local. Uh, I'm not sure what the popularity vote is, but I will say this: uh, there will be rank and file members on the UPS committees. I mean, historically, the committee has always been made up of union leaders uh, and local union leaders and business agents, and now we're going to have to incorporate um, uh, rank and file members from every every. Uh, classification um, throughout the country. So I assume it's going to be a pretty large uh, bargaining committee. Um, like I said, when we draft the model up of what the division looks like, uh, we will be addressing that as well. Uh, but that is a constitution change that is in effect now. I think uh, just for a little information, Billy Hamilton, who's the express division at DHL, uh, he's negotiating the national agreement now, and they do have rank and file members uh, on that committee as well. And they're recommended by the leadership um, of of the local unions, and we'll be taking into consideration that. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of people out there that you know may not be popular uh, with their leadership. However, they may be great UPSs, great Teamsters um, that are active and, and involved. So uh, we we will have the final say on uh, who's on the committees as a general executive board. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir, and congratulations. Thank you, sir. Concerning that question, uh, Mr. O'Brien, um, as far as, uh, well, we know we've had feeder outside contracting. We've had outside contracting as far as porters go, outside contracting as far as car washers go. Uh, there's a lot of outside contracting going on. We, we were lucky here in Local 804 to be able to change some of it, but it's still happening. So do you guys plan to have stronger language to stop the outside contracting or higher penalties did you guys even talk about it? Are there any plans as far as that goes? Yeah, I mean, look, we, no one wants to see, and no one wants to see any of our work being subcontracted on any Teamster work. You know, our, our position is going to be should be done by Teamsters. There is going to be times, you know, obviously with shortages of folks that, you know, some sort of work may have to be subcontracted, but the majority of our work should be protected. And again, we get back to enforcement of the language of the contract. You know, <clears throat> too many times UPS just throws money at a problem. And it goes away and it doesn't solve the problem. You know, I'd rather see us fighting hard, getting these runs back, protecting our work. And look, the language uh, is only as strong as how much we enforce it. You know, uh, we, we've got to be vigilant. And, and, and that's that's the key to it. No matter what we negotiate, 
and we are going to negotiate stronger uh, subcontracting um, language and stronger work preservation uh, language, but we've got to enforce it and we got to fight. And the other thing too is um, often two times, you know, everybody's, we file all, we file a lot of grievances, which we should be filing grievances to protect our work. But as a national committee, a lot of that subcontracting language and most of it comes under the national language. We've got to identify the strongest case around the country instead of just filing and going to arbitration and say, oh, we lost. We want to make sure that we do our due diligence, that we get the best cases that are going to support uh, the recapturing of our work and move forward with those cases. So uh, a couple of different things. We do want to protect our work. We are going to protect our work. We are going to negotiate stronger language, but we also are going to take a look at uh, every single case uh, when it goes to arbitration to make sure that it's actually the strongest case that's going to support um, you know, our fight and our plight to protect our work. Yes, one more. One, uh, you got two more questions, Sean. I'm sorry. We're going to get. We're no gonna, problem. I know you got to get to. Uh, but it's, it's one question that just came up about uh, the panel in Florida that all these panel cases that go to Florida and with the Hoffa regime that was there, that they were just, uh, de you know, uh, uh, denying a lot of grievances that went down to the main panel. What are you going to do to change that, that, you know, that the locals are being heard with these uh, panel cases that are, are going to the national? Uh, are you going to change up the whole process there in the national panel agreements? Well, look, the, 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 the uh, grievance procedures in the national and in supplements are what they are right now currently. So we can't change them until we get to the bargaining table, but we can make sure that we put capable uh, people uh, on those panels and sitting on those cases, ensuring that, uh, you know, uh, the contracts being upheld and they're doing right by the members. And, you know, we are taking a look at every single region uh, to ensure that we have the right people and the right chairman in place uh, to ensure that the contracts upheld and our members' rights are uh, enforced. All right, you got one last question from Adrian. Hopefully his uh, mic is working. Adrian, you can unmute. All right. I was just wondering, following up with the panel, is there a way to change the decision or appeal the decision uh, that was made at a panel? And I was also wondering if you heard the, biz the audio that the business agent uh, coaching management, did you hear about that audio? And I'm sorry, I can't hear a word you're saying, sir. Yeah, his mic is not working. I don't know for some reason. Basically, uh, Sean, what he's asking is if there's any way to overturn a decision for a member that's already lost his job at panel. And he was wondering if you heard uh, any audio with the BA from Texas coaching management on how to fire somebody. Or have you heard of the exposed corrupt union officers group? Exactly. I still can't hear him. I'm sorry. Uh, Try it again. Try it again, Ant. Um, he was wondering if there's any way to overturn a ruling by an arbitrator on a member that's been fired, some type of appeal, or if he's gone, he's gone and that's it. Or he was wondering if you've heard any of the audio with the business agent from Texas that was coaching management on how to fire an employee, or have you heard of the exposed corrupt office, corrupt union officers group on Facebook? I uh, haven't heard about uh, any corrupt union officers on Facebook. Um, um, I did hear of a situation, uh, again, secondhand information of a local in Texas uh, where there was a suspension of a business agent for 
being tape recorded saying something but i don't know the facts of that um so to speak and i'm not certain where that stands uh and that's still uh moving forward but if historically if a member is discharged and it's upheld by an arbitrator uh there is no other you know that's usually binding and final uh there have been cases that you know a local union not not so much up that's where you go to superior court to try and uh, get a decision vacated, but it's 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 few and far between. Well, I got one last question for you from one of our young uh, brothers named Joe Doherty. He asked if over time bad wording and bad language has made its way in the NMA, one of which is in relation to our guarantee of five days of work. The contract reads, as long as work is available, I feel this gives the company leverage to have short-term layoff lists. Do you plan to get the language out of the MA NMA and how? I don't I didn't even hear what you said. I'm sorry. Say it again. Hold on. Let me see if I can get Joe to ask it himself. Hold on. Joe, I'm gonna ask you to ask Sean O'Brien to ask your question real quick. Right. This will be the last question. So let's get it right. Hey Sean, can you hear me? Yes. Um, let me just pull up the email because I want to get the exact contract article that I, um, no, it's not there. Um, when it comes to language in the contract, we've seen some, um, some bad wording and some bad language, uh, make its way in there. One is regards to, um, five days of consecutive work in the national master agreement. It does, um, at the end of, um, section one. It does say as long as work is available. Um, I do feel like this is the company trying to use that sort of language to um, to have short term layoffs, maybe one day layoffs, two day layoffs when work isn't uh, when there's not enough work. Um, do you plan and how do you plan on getting some of this bad language out of the contract, especially in the well, national? Where, where, where is that lo located? Is that in your supplemental agreement or is that in the national? No, agreement? that's actually in the in the in the what? national master agreement give me one sec i think i took a picture of it uh, right here actually right. yeah okay so the so bottom it's... line is this you know mm -hmm. we all we're going to have an opportunity whether it's national language or supplemental language um when we're crafting proposals to address any language that we think may be flawed um and not you know pro uh pro teamster so uh, we will mm -hmm. have an opportunity during negotiations to address any of that stuff, and it will be uh, proposed by the members and, and negotiated by the bargaining committee. So that's going to be the opportunity to fix any language that uh, um, is not helpful or beneficial to our members. Okay, perfect. And it's it's Article 22, um, Section 1, just under RCPD's Working Monday. That's the part-time language, right? Uh, no, sir. That's uh, that's RCPD language with um, five consecutive days of work. Oh, okay, all right. That's uh, addressing the 22-4 issue, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Absolutely. All right. So Thank historically, you, hours of work and overtime prior to the 22-4s being uh, implemented, hours of work and overtime was always a supplemental issue that was negotiated. And I believe under the 22-4 language, uh, it supersedes uh, uh, supplemental and uh, supplemental language. So that was a change last time and again as i stated earlier in the call uh we are going to be uh, uh vigilantly going after eliminating the 22-4 classification but protecting all our members that currently are in there and making them out of pcds regular package car drivers 
And with that said, thank you, Mr. President, Sean O'Brien. Anyone else, uh, We, if you have any more questions, I can relate all questions. You can send it to the What The Heck Show at AOL.com. We can relate it right to Sean O'Brien. Uh, he's a phone call away. He's one of those presidents that is not going to hide behind the desk. And he's going to be answering any questions, anything. He's going to be out there. He's not going to be a hoffa. And I want to thank you, Sean O'Brien, for coming on to the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio to answer quite a few questions. Thank you very much, Sean. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Uh, nothing better than talking to members. That's how we learn, and that's how we solve problems. So uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We're heading to the airport. I'll see you. Thank you, Sean. Take care, Sean. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. So there you have it. You have it right there. I mean, listen, I I hate the fact that uh, that we have to rush. But, you know, he's busy and he took time out of his Sunday on his way to uh, to Washington, to the palace. Hector, believe it or not, regardless of what he asked, every question that we had for him, even if it was if it felt rushed, he answered every question we had. All the hands that were up were gone. And I believe everybody got that had a question for him got to got it answered. Very good. So now we can open up the floor and see what you guys feel, uh, how he answered the questions, and how you feel uh, moving forward with the IBTN after March 22nd. Because March 22nd is when he gets uh, sworn in to be the president of. I mean, he already won the election, and now he's got to get sworn in to uh, to be the president of the IBT. And uh, I'll be there. Um, I know I, I should have asked him that question. I totally forgot because I don't know if it's a is a COVID problem, but I already booked my room. And if we, he don't, if he have a Zoom, I'm gonna be so pissed off. <laughs> Could I, yeah, you might want to unbook it because uh, the rumor I'm hearing it's just a rumor, but I believe they're gonna do the initial inaugur that initial inauguration in in Zoom in Zoom. I don't know. That's what I was hearing, oh, and that God. they were gonna do something later on bigger for all the members. So. You might want to ask him. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had the opportunity to ask him, and I and it went through. Well, anyway, I want uh, anyone that wants to uh, talk about this, uh, about Sean O'Brien appearing on the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio and Fred Zuckerman. Fred Zuckerman, I also going to have uh, Fred Zuckerman on the radio on a later date, I think after in uh, after they finish the March 22nd, because they're going to be busy from this point on. I was surprised to even get Sean O'Brien before March 22nd. Um, but he's like the straight up guy that, you know, that, you know, he is, he, he accepted my phone call. He accepted the invite. And of course you guys seen, he was here and, and it's showing me a lot with him because, you know, back then I was like, wait, if he does this, he's saying this, he's saying he's not going to do things. And like I said, on my last show, you know, he said that he was going to keep TDU around. He's doing what he said he's doing. He and said, if anybody thinks Hector's lying, you could listen to past shows <laughs> and you could see Hector's skepticism from the beginning when Sean O'Brien said he was running. You'll hear it from himself and how he's, I would say, turned the other leaf, so to speak, over time as Sean O'Brien proved his, you know, kept proving his word. Exactly. Is that is that Terry? That we yep, campa- that's Terry Ann. That we campaign with? Yep, she came a couple times. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so... I mean, we could open up the mic for anyone that wants. Oh, look, uh, Joan Lane wants to say something. Yes, if anybody has anything to say, just like Joan Lane did, just put your hand up and uh, we'll get to you as soon as we can if you want to talk about anything you heard here today. Joan Lane Miller, I'm going to ask you to unmute. Go ahead. You're welcome to speak. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome, um, Hector, to answer your question, I think that it was very cool 
of him to take this time today to uh, open himself up to this format, take live questions. Um, it definitely impressed me. So there's your answer. <laughs> Is that all you got? Short and sweet, Joan? Short you? and sweet. That's me. <laughs> Adrian, <laughs> a Adrian has a question also. He has his hand up again. Uh, so what's up, Adrian? Maybe we can hear you this time. Oh, man, I've been talking, but uh, I don't think it's it was my mic. I think it's because he was on the phone. I'm not really sure, but it is what it is. But he did answer my question. Um, I will say I did share the link to the Facebook page on the chat room. So everybody come look at it. All the audios, all the transcripts, everything is on there. It's no opinions. It's, it's all facts. Uh, you can read it, check it out. Most of the time, you don't even have to read the whole thing. You can just go to the very bottom and just look at the decision. And I mean, it is what it is, uh, but I mean, it's all there. So everybody can just read it and, and find out what's Thank going Thank you, on. Adrian. And again, that's the Corrupt Union Officers Group, right, on Facebook. All right. So, uh, Dean Doss, you've been sitting there quiet. I'm unmuting you. What you have something to say about what oh, you already? I'm just, I'm just going to answer uh, Hector's question just now about the inauguration. So they put the message out back on January 24th. So there's going to be a small ceremony on March 22nd at the headquarters in Washington, and then there will be a there will not be a public event on March 22nd. But however, a large public inauguration celebration will be held later in the spring or early summer when the COVID wave has died down and the weather has turned. The event will be open to all Teamsters. Members will be able to the Teamster building, hear speakers, meet officers and staff and celebrate the beginning of a new direction for the Teamsters. So yeah, they did answer that question earlier. All right, so now, uh, Dean, can you pay for the hotel that I booked? <laughs> You can still go down there and visit the town. It's, it's okay, you know. It, it is what it is. I, it, it's, it's. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay with it. Believe me. If I lose money, I lose money. So what? I wanted to book that room because I didn't want to be the guy that didn't have a room. You know. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll text. I'll text Vinny. We'll, we'll get Vinny to reimburse you. Yeah, I doubt that. But it, <laughs> I doubt that very much. But like I said, like I was talking and saying that. Uh, now that you see that what kind of person Deshaun O'Brien is, that he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna be out there. He's not gonna be behind the desk. I mean, maybe the first year, you know, how everybody gets into office, they all active, and you know, comes the second year and starts slowing down. I don't see this guy slowing down. I he's got fucking so much energy that he wants to uh, he wants to prove to the membership that he is the right man for the job and he's going to show himself out there. He's, he's going to be at a local near you. I mean, I can see him popping up on locals. I, I love that. I love that. The fact that, that he just pops up on locals and especially those locals with corrupted uh, uh, offices, just pop up. Don't even tell them I'm coming. I just want to pop up and show up and show the members that I got your back. That's what I uh, tell you. I'll tell you what I love. I love that he'll come on a show like this, this kind of platform, be transparent, answering live questions from the members. Not everybody will do something like that. I mean, I believe in in the 27 years I've been a team since, and I know obviously social media wasn't that big back then because you know we grew up some of us here on beepers and you know cell phones were like a new thing, um, but. 
to be able to come on a, a platform like this and answer live questions from the members, show that type of transparency, I think that's huge. It's something that, and it's this is history in the making, as far as I know, right, Heck? I've never heard of it being done. And, uh, you know, on a it live. Was, I never got Hoffa on this show. And I asked, well, I tell you. I asked him a lot. <laughs> I, both Fred and Sean came on your guys' show before the election. That's exactly. right. That's right. When we were doing the show before the Zoom, before all this Facebook stuff, we were doing the show uh, Mixed LR, and he, he came on our show. We had other members on our show. We had uh, uh, James Palmer. Wright come on, John Palmer come on, Juan Campos come on, Fred Zuckerman, Sean O'Brien. And this was before they got elected, so it shows the type of people that, that we're putting in the office here, people that yeah. are willing to talk to the members, people that are willing to be transparent with the membership. Um, I never had I never had Hoffa's personal number that I could call him and tell him to come to the you know I have to go through emails and then what happened is that they send you an email saying I'm sorry but he cannot he cannot be available for your show and you know this is not a big show this is just the internet radio show that I've been putting out and congratulations to Anthony Rosario this is his fourth year on the air <laughs> as of this week. He's been four years with it's me. It's been four years already. Yeah, oh I know. God. That shit is crazy. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, so I've, I've been doing this show for a while, and a lot of people, you know, they, they like it, and some of them don't like it. And I really don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm just straight up. You know, I, I tell you, listen, I can have one listener. I can have a thousand listeners. I don't give a fuck. You could want to listen and learn. We have a lot of education people, uh, educated people here. We have Greg Kerwood. We have Dean Doors from the from the West. We have Rosie that's been, uh, uh, you know, she's been a hardcore on the ground organizer out in a local 6-3. We have a lot of great people that come to this show and educate the members. And that's all I want. If I can educate one member, one member, I'm good. I don't give a fuck about anything else. You could criticize the show. You could say, fuck it, I'm not going to listen to the show. I don't care. I'm paying for this shit. I'm, I don't care. I've been doing this now for 10 years. And now, I, you know, if you, I, get, I get good emails and I get bad emails. Where are you emails. getting all this money, Hector? Huh? All this money. You're paying for hotel rooms. You're paying for radio shows. No where are you getting all this money? No shit. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's why it's, he's broke. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not these cup, uh, coffee cups, and I'm not even selling anything. I'm giving them away. Listen, I give you, I'll give it away. I'll give you away a T-shirt that I'll make, a sweater like uh, Anthony has. I give shit away. I don't care. I just want to get the word out. Look at that, that T-shirt. I just, I, listen, I just want to the members to get educated and to know their rights as a teamster and i don't that, care it's no amount of money it's no amount of money that it would take me to educate one person and that's all i i want to i want to hear a, a, a you know i get some emails and one person sent me an email today and it was like wow wow and i appreciate i want that. the coffee cup i'll stop using my boston coffee cup <laughs> and I think I think Hector's touching on something that I really like about the show and why I joined on four years ago. And it's the fact that we're able to talk to so many teamsters from across the country. When we started the show, it wasn't even on Facebook. It was just, well, when Hector started, it was just a radio show on MixLR, an internet radio show. And now we've reached over the last few years so many listeners across the country. We're speaking to people in California, Texas, Boston. It doesn't matter. It's just like everybody getting together, sharing their ideas. If we're wrong about something, they let us know we put out we get the information we try to put out the proper information 
Uh, we're not always going to be right. We're not always 100% right, but we're not always 100% wrong either. So, uh, Greg Kerwood, uh, you've been sitting there quiet for a while. He's one of our brothers out of Boston. He started a, a page to help people called the uh, local, I mean the local, I'm sorry, the 401k resource page for UPSers. Uh, Greg, can you unmute and tell people a little something about your, uh, your uh, what you've done so far with that and how many people you've helped with your 401k resource page? You're still on mute, Greg. Greg. I had to get your permission. I got your permission. Now I can unmute. Yep. So much control on this show. It's just brutal. (laughs) When you when you got 40 participants in a room, you kind of gotta try to, you know. And I gave the control to Anthony. So today he's in control of the buttons. It's his fault. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess I I don't know what that has to do with today, but thanks, Joan. Um quickly. Uh, it's the UPS Teamsters 401k resource page. Uh, it's there to help everybody with their retirement plans, manage their 401k, start their 401k, um, deal with any financial questions. We're almost at uh, 12,000 members, I think, close to it. Uh, it's been be three years next month, I think. And uh, anybody, any UPS Teamsters, welcome to join. And uh, we're happy to help. What did you, you think about Sean O'Brien today and some of the questions he's asked, Greg? Who? who? The, the president, Sean O'Brien, and some oh, of the questions he you're asked. Oh, really, that you, guy. You're really entertaining him. I, don't know. No, I know you don't know him that well. <laughs> but you know him that well. <laughs> I thought it was great. I said, this, this is what it's all about to me. You know, we have all these tools. We need to use them. I mean, you know, I, I would have liked to hear, and I, I didn't want to step on anybody else's questions, but. I think we need to have some form of communication department at the IBT that that does this from an IBT level or or at least corrals everybody together and gets everybody on the same page and make sure that information that needs to get out gets out so that if, if the IBT wants to announce something, you know, they can send it to you guys. They can send it to, to Dean. They can send it to people and, and have a platform gets this information and gets it out to people and, and, you know, communicates the communication and, and education are, are what makes the union work. And, and we have better tools now than we had 30 years ago. We need to use them. Yep. That's what it is all about. It's all about educating the members, letting, letting them know. And, and, and a lot of shows that I uh, recorded and I'm, and you can go back way back to nine to 2016 I believe that we we have shows on our podcast that you can go back and you're gonna hear me cursing and yelling and saying fuck you fuck this fuck that Hector you you talk too violent yeah listen listen to me this is the way I talk this is the way I I talk to the management when they trying to fuck a member <laughs> over I really don't give a fuck they they want to call the cops and throw me out of the office go ahead but you ain't fucking taking the member down and you ain't going to uh deny him and fucking tell him he's a piece of shit in front of me cuz that's not going to happen and that's the way I am and that's the way I'm always going to be I got elected into office. I'm, uh, you know, I fight for the members 110%. I don't give a shit if you don't like me. I don't give a shit that you dislike the way I am. I'm going to fight for you. This is what I got put into office for, and this is exactly what I'm going to do. And all the BAs out there that are listening and, and, and got elected into office, listen to me very careful, motherfuckers, because I really <laughs> don't give a fuck. 
I'm going to tell you straight up. You got elected into fucking office for fucking one reason or because the members elected you into office. You better fight for them. You better fight for them all you can to get them to represent the member that's paying your fucking salary. That's paying your salary to be in that office. And he elected you to be in that office. Represent him to the fullest. You don't like him. You don't you, you can't stand him. You don't wait like the way he looks. You don't like the way she looks. That's your fucking problem. That's your personal shit. But when you're in that office, you represent that member 110 percent, period. All right. Now tell him how you really feel, heck. Oh, not yet. Uh, we got a member here that says uh, CWA for He said it's been an inspiring. It's been an inspiration seeing TDU O'Brien and UAWD fighting for union that fights for the members. We need to be organizing all over all industries from here on or no more or less of the, I'm sorry. We need to be organizing all over all industries from here on or no more. I don't even know what he's writing there. I don't know. It came out funny, but what I feel like he's writing about basically is saying that one thing I, I love about Sean O'Brien also is he talked about building this coalition, right? A coalition of our unions all together working towards the same goal. You know, it, it's huge. It's the first time we've worked with uh, the teams. Well, it's not the first time, but we've worked with TDU in the past. I think the TDU has been a great help uh, in fighting against corruption. Um, you have other unions, the UAWD. I mean, there's talk about merging again, once again, with the AFL-CIO. I mean, there's so much talk about building unity amongst unions and, and you know, going across, uh, just working together to towards, you know, fighting against what? What we're all fighting against, right? Corporations, corporations that are have become too powerful, very greedy, just exploiting workers all over. You know, the working class is sick and tired of the abuse. The working class is standing up finally. There are strikes everywhere going across all classifications and fields of work. I mean, you could see it. You could sense it that people are tired. That's why I felt like kind of like the planets of all aligned when you got a leader like Sean O'Brien, now the AFL-CIO finally, uh, um, and, and other unions finally can choose their own leaders and, 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 and be able to have a real democratic process as far as voting for leadership. So, I mean, these are things that are all helping our unions, helping our members. And we now have to strike while the iron's hot. We have to light that fire under the members. We have to bring that, that empathy. We got to, you know, apathy has got to be decimated. We have to do away with apathy. And the only way to do that is to continue to educate the members, continue the education of the membership by workshops, uh, steward, uh, steward trainings. This way we can end, end stronger organizing, right? Because we need to build the union and build a stronger union. So we need more people in our union. So I think that this is the time for that to happen. I'm really excited for the next couple of years. I don't know about you, Heck, but I haven't been this excited in a long time about everything that I'm seeing happen. You get excited. You get excited all the time. You know, it's, <laughs> you're an exciting type of guy. Holy shit. Holy shit. But anyway, listen, like I said, it's, it's been, we've been, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of members here that's been through all with this fucking half of shit with the uh, convention and the accusing and, and calling us pieces of shit and calling us wackos and calling us this and that and this. You know, I can't wait to the next convention. 
is here uh, comes because now it's going to be a different atmosphere that we, uh, us as brothers and sisters are not against each other. We're going to be all united as one union. And, and when we went to those conference back then, it was, it, I felt like I wasn't even in a teamster because I was getting, I was getting cursed at by another teamster brother because I was wearing a black vest and he was wearing a red vest. And that I was, I was just bugging out how it, uh, wait a minute, don't call me brother. If you're going to call me an asshole, I mean, I am an asshole, though. I, I, I mean, he, he knew that, you know, hey. but, you know, don't call my sis. Don't call my sisters a cunt and all that other shit, because, you know, they, they are your brothers and sisters. And because they were wearing a, a black vest and a red vest, it doesn't mean that we are opposite. We are the same. We're fighting for the same goals is to keep this union strong as hell. And I hopefully hopefully for now that the conference, the new conference with our new president, Sean O'Brien, that we don't see that anymore, that we don't see the difference between one side of the room and the other side of the room. And we don't, I don't want to see when the next person, you know, wants to run that the whole place evacuates the, 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 the oratorium and just leave one person there to, you know, support the other. This is bullshit. You know, we are teams to brothers. We earn to be respected as teams to brothers and sisters. Simple as that. Well, we got 10 minutes left in our show. I want to just say real quick before we go, I mean, thank you so much for the support we got on this show today. I mean, I'm looking around. We had up to 50-something people in here. That's not including the listeners we had on the MixLR app, um, Facebook Live listeners. I mean, it, it shows that people really do care what's going on with our union. They do want to find out, you know, what Sean O'Brien's plans are. Um, it also shows that, there are people that are looking forward to the next couple of years and seeing what we're going to do moving forward as a union. But remember, at the end of the day, you, you out there, you're the union. You're the one that makes it happen. You're the one that gets up every day and decides if you're going to help with, with, with the members, if you're going to go out there and talk about elections, if you're going to go out there and, and fight against management and protect your brothers and sisters, you're the one who gets up every day and decides what they're going to do do it You're, the choices you make make you the union member that you are so let's try to make sure everybody and also start saving start saving your money because yes. sean o'brien is not gonna play that game with this company like hoffa did you know they're not gonna play you know there's a lot of things that hoffa did during this pandemic that was totally uncalled for for what he did on contract and allowing the company to uh, do things like make let the guys work during their vacation is in our contract that nobody works during their vacation. Halfa agreed with the with, with the company and said, "Okay, we're gonna let you do it." You know because you know it's a pandemic going on. We're gonna let the you know you, no because listen if you give it to the to the company that way they're gonna continue give you you're gonna continue doing it. So now that Sean is there and I and I surely hope so. That, you know, when the company asks for something, tell them to go fuck themselves. Give us our raise. Give us our what we deserve. Give us our dignity and respect. Give us everything else, and then we'll give you a little fucking something for you. But for right now, when the company asks us for something like that, when it's a pandemic, oh, please, our business, we need you guys to work. Fuck you. I would say to them, fuck yeah. you. Give us what we want, what we've been fighting for. Give us our dignity and respect. Give us, don't, you know, you're firing us for no just cause. Fuck you and your supervisor. You fucking, you ain't going to get it. And that's, that's what right. we need. And, and I, I mean, Hoffa, that's right. 
gave it to them, and I was so pissed off that they even allow that to happen. And whatever, I hope Sean O'Brien does it differently. Uh, and let's not forget also, because of the pandemic, Hector, that they made record-breaking profits. I mean, when you want to talk about profits over people, they have done basically the 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 most limited that they could have done to try to help the workers as far as being safe. They could have did so much more to keep our essential workers safe. I mean, we pretty much had to fight for a lot of this stuff ourselves. Um, there's a huge, listen, we all know the company has to make money. That's fine, but let's, let's not cost neutrality. I mean, come on, let's be real here. There is no cost neutrality that you there. They have made so much money hand over fist. There's no reason, like Sean said, they can't pay the part-timers. There's no reason for these MRAs to be, for these market rate adjustments to be dropped down, for these people to be making less money, especially these part-timers who are busting their rumps, you know, kicking it in the ass out, you know, loading those trucks, unloading those trucks in horrible conditions, sweating. When it's cold, it's cold. They have no heat, most of them. I mean, and you're paying them minimum wage in most places. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah. We definitely want to come and definitely save your money for because there will there will most likely be a strike and there is no cost to travel. So, we do want a bigger piece of that pie for our members. That's, that's for sure. That's the problem with the MRAs is that does not add to the hourly rate, the minimum hourly rate. So um, those of us that were there, I know I'm the old guy here. 1987 contract had bonuses. They were called contract bonuses. And they were $500 for the part-timers, $1,000 for the full-timers for the life of the contract each year. $1,000 works out to basically be 50 cents an hour. That's a buck 50 an hour that is not on our wage now because they gave it to us as a bonus. So as much as the top pay is for a driver, granted it's different for the part-timers and the combos and everything, the top pay for the drivers would be, without the bonuses, the part-time are the the top pay would be about three to four dollars more than it is right now had they not done it in that bonus program years ago same way with the mras they pay the mras and we're like why not you just raise the the you know hourly rate and promise to keep it that way because they know they can go back on it and well let's get through the let's get through peak now that we're through peak let's take all the money away from these part-timers that's, so what exactly that's, what they that's doing. what's happening. That's exactly what they're doing now. And I guess the company put their foot in their mouth because you try to bring guys in. And, and you know, and I'm going to tell you right now, Amazon is doing a hell of a job to get those guys to quit the company to go to them. Because right now the guys are getting $19 an hour with medical right away. You know, and now in 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 right away they get the medical, full medical, and, and I'm hearing good medical. So now you you UPS is is you know hiring these part timers at 15 bucks an hour, and they gotta wait six to nine months to get medical. So I mean, if I was that guy, you know, I would go to fucking Amazon. But well, wait a second. Why didn't the contract get voted down then? It did get voted down. It's Joker. Listen, we got a guy on here named Robert Conklin. He's got something to say. He's got his hand up. We haven't heard from him yet, so I'm going to let him unmute. Robert Conklin, you got something to say there, brother? Just let us know what local you're from. Oh, I, I, my, name's, my name is Robert Conklin. I'm here with uh, John Ryan Elward, local 665. Um, I just I just want to say, because we keep mentioning the um, the MRA adjustment or whatever that was taken away, the 
what needs to happen, especially with the people that are in here, the ones, the, the last holdouts from this meeting is uh, we have the opportunity. John's a full-time package car driver. I'm a year-round construction guy who does um, feeder through uh, peak. Um, we need the, the veterans and the older guys to basically step up and stand up for the, for the part-timers. We have a, a big split, you know, monitoring stuff on the internet and everything. And a lot of the veterans are saying stuff like read your contract. And, uh, that, that to me is unacceptable because you have to be, you know, if they're, if they're messing with, you know, injury with one injury to all. And right now it's kind of, uh, it's getting a little, uh, daunting listening to people who got theirs totally turning their back and they forget about the people who open the doors for them to give them the opportunity. So, you know, everybody here probably has a voice can get to a bunch of people and we just need to keep that, uh, keep that momentum going with the, uh, full timers. You know, we got your back. Um, anybody who is not disgusted by, um, them taking away the, the money from the part-timers, you know, should be suspect in my opinion. So anyways, that's all <laughs> I got to say. Thank you, happy, Rob. Happy Sunday. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you yeah, for that. It's great to hear that. I mean, that we uh, we have, uh, who else is on? Uh, Jonah Laning. Uh, is, is Machine uh, have his hand up? Machine does have his hand up. I don't know if it's from before. Uh, we'll let him speak in a minute. Uh, Joni Lane, you got something you want to say real quick? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, I believe that we do have to kick in the door during these negotiations and tell UPS, we're not, I said this the last show and y'all gave me shit for it. But that being said, um, Sean was right when he said that more than half of our workforce is, is part-timers. Now, I can only speak about my local and the locals that I visited while campaigning over the last couple of contracts. There are not a whole lot of engaged part-timers, and that's not a blanket statement to cover all part-timers. It's just a fact. You have been you have been to my local, Anthony, Hector, you've been there. You've been there campaigning, okay? You've talked to these, these employees. Um, is it a catch-22 where they feel disconnected because they don't feel represented? I don't know. I can't answer that question. I know I spent 12 years inside. Um, I was a part-timer. I know I don't like hearing that we're not fighting for part-timers because we are. Um, when we vote on a contract, we're always looking at like 804 was one of the strongest locals on the fight for 15 with part-timers. I mean, you know, let's not forget what, uh, what, 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 what Luby did, you know? So, um, I, I, I still think that when you're 65% of the workforce, you should have to carry more than 20% of the load. You know what I'm saying? And by load, I mean voting. Gosh. I mean voting. You're, so, you're right. You're right. Dave Luby and Chris Williamson both had a big, were very instrumental in the fight for 15. Right. So like, how do we get, how do we reach them and get them involved? I mean, that's been, that's been something that's frustrated me for years. Like, how do we get the part-timers involved? Um, how do we get them to vote? How do we get them educated? They just, they walk right by it. You're at the gate. You're trying to inform them. You're trying to tell them what's going on. And they, you know, they, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think that that's something that, that it needs to be addressed. But I don't think it falls upon us as full-timers. Um, like, I, I mean, I, for one, am doing everything that I can. 
I never blow off a part-timer whenever they're on one of these pages or groups and ask a question. I never do. I never blow them off. I completely understand what they're saying. I get it. I was there for 12 years. This is why I'm against market rate adjustment. This is why I'm against bonuses because they're just, they're, they're like, they're there for a couple months and then they're gone. And, and Dean made the point that when you do the math, that was a joke. We should be fighting for higher wages. I completely understand that. And Sean addressed that when he said, even the fight for 15, it should be higher than 15. I completely agree. But as to Amazon and, and the other companies that are out there, you still need union protection. So Amazon can make it look as attractive as they want, but they could fire you tomorrow and you're shit out of luck. So um, I still think that, that, that we need to work on organizing and um, we need to hold the company's feet to the fire. I think, I think the whole country is going to be looking at this, this next UPS negotiation with us. I think it's going to be instrumental in, in, in um, the direction that unions go. I was very impressed that Sean already had an audience with, with Bernie Sanders and Sarah Nelson in a meeting in Washington. Like, wow. Okay. So <laughs> we're uniting across the country. We're uniting labor leaders. Yeah, that was pretty I, I think that this is our, this is our opportunity. So, you know, yeah. I mean, this is our opportunity. That's, that's all I wanted to say. I, I don't want to waste this opportunity. I thank think you. Th thank you, John. You're always outspoken. <laughs> thank you, John. Thank you so much. John. So we're More running. Than we're, you, Hector? <laughs> we're running, we're running, we're running four minutes over and Rosie is, has her hand up. So we're going to listen to Rosie. Rosie go. Gotta let Rosie go. Yes. Go ahead, Rosie. Hello. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say, and, and, I, and I don't mean anything to Joan, but I just want to say, having organized a whole lot of part-timers in my local, it is so easy. It really is because they're actually very hungry. They want information. They want to be educated and they want to be part of it. They really do. You just have to find the organizers to help you go in and talk to the ones that are in inside working at, on the belts. And, and you have to find that part-timer. You have to do the work. But, and I started organizing when I was a part-timer. I am now 22-3, so I'm now a combo. But I use other full-timers and I use other part-timers. And just like in other, any organizing model, they teach you at TDU how to use your organizing model. You have your fives, you have the ones that are really active and the ones that aren't, aren't so interested. You can, you don't, not everybody in your barn is gonna be interested. Not everybody that we organize to is gonna to wanna to be involved. Not everybody that we go and organize out to at Amazon is going to vote union, but the ones that are involved, you utilize them, use them to go and talk to the other ones on their belt and in their area. These part-timers, they really want to be involved. They, all we need to do is reach them where they're at. Right now, they're very frustrated about losing that MRA, but having them fight to get it back that's not the answer we need to start educating them on the future fighting for more in the next contract if we start educating them on how to negotiate the next contract how to write proposals really know what they want start educating them on what their national contract is on what the, the their supplements in their area is their writers this is going to start educating them on what to do next for the contract and start motivating them and they'll get involved and they'll start voting I've seen it in my own local. We've done it in our own local. We've changed things in our own local. And, and these guys, they, they really are 
on fire. You just have to find them. You got to meet them where they're at. You have to do the work. If you're willing to do the work, they'll meet you there and they will get involved. I have so many part-timers that are involved in my barn, but you have to meet them there and you have to do the work. Thank you for that, Rosie. You're so, so true. All right. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you, everybody here for listening. I just want to say, as I always do at the end of most of our shows, stay united, solidarity. We're here to put the you back in union. Go ahead, Hector. That's right. And you're listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We're going to put this on podcast. You're going to be having to see it over and over on Facebook, on the Union Power Radio page. Please get everyone else involved. Get more members involved into this uh, radio station, this platform. This platform, you can not listen now and live, but you can listen on podcasts while you either working or you're working out. You're going to hear a lot of cursing by me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And... Congratulations, Tony, for being four years with me. <laughs> don't forget, Hector, I don't know how you did it. We're available on all platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can watch it here, Facebook. You can check out. He's going to record it, put it up on Facebook Live, and also the MixLR app, and uh, available on all those other uh, podcasts available. So there's no way you can't hear what happened here today. So spread the word. Let everybody know. We're here for the members, by the members. It's always been for the members, by the members. Thank you all for listening. Stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the you back in you. Thank you, and have a good weekend, or whatever's left of it. (laughs) Goodbye. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.